The following episode of Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show was recorded before the SAG after strike began. Our guest is in full support of the strike and stands in solidarity with the efforts of fellow SAG after actors in their fight for fair wages and protections. Hi, I'm Jay Paul Zimmerman, and you're listening to a podcast where nostalgia comes alive. It's Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show. Roll it. Welcome to Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show, the podcast where nostalgia comes alive. Since July of 2021, Jake and his friends have interviewed professionals in the worlds of acting, directing, writing, puppeteering, and many more. Who will they be chatting with in this week's interview? Find out in this Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show episode. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Jake's Happiness Star Show. Happy to have you here with us. Well, I'm your host, Jake Duffenbaum. Today is always our co-host, Chris McSpee and Matt Bingo. How you guys doing? We're doing good. good. Hi everybody, how you doing? I'm, do- I'm doing great. As always, Chris, what do you have for today? Our guest for today, he is an actor, director, and writer who, uh, if you're a Disney Channel fan, you may remember him from the show Good Luck Charlie as Bob Duncan. Um, he's been in other projects as well, such as The Incredible Hulk Returns, uh, Robin Hood Men and Tights, a whole bunch of other things that we're going to talk about. And here he is, Eric Allen Kramer. Eric, happy to have you here. Hey, how are you guys? Fantastic. Doing good. Fantastic. Doing how are you Thank doing? You. Thank you. I'm, we're doing all right. A little, little bit of June gloom out here on the West Coast, but otherwise we're fine. Mm. <laughs> awesome. Well, to kick things off, in your own words, could you kind of uh, introduce yourself a little bit and what you do? I, I, okay, so uh, my name's Eric Kramer. Actually, it has to be Eric Allen Kramer for the purposes of the union. There was a Eric Kramer that beat me to it. So I either had to change my name or use my, my middle name. So I hate, I hate using the middle name, but there you go. Um, <laughs> I have been doing this uh, way too long. It's actually, it's surprising they still hire me. Uh, but I've, uh, I have lived in Los Angeles since, uh, the late eighties, 88, 89, uh, when I did Incredible Hulk Returns and have done, uh, a bunch of movies, television series, uh, guest spots, bunch of theater, all sorts of stuff since then. Nice. Fantastic. What was your background like and how did you grow up? Uh, my dad was actually uh, a professional football player, and uh, he originally, uh, I was born in, in Michigan, in Grand Rapids, and uh, my father got picked up by the Canadian Football League, and uh, so the family followed him up there. He was a, he was a Calgary Stampeder. Mm-hmm for a number of years uh, until he retired. And uh, after he was done with football, uh, the family uh, the family stayed up there. He, he wound up uh, uh, getting, a, getting a job in the concrete industry. And uh, I got all of my education up there, up straight through, uh, straight through theater school. So um, yeah, it, it was, uh, it was a, pretty straightforward journey. I mean, I didn't go into high school uh, wanting to be an actor. I actually wanted to be a, a graphic artist. Um, and that's what I thought I was going to school for. And then I met uh, I, I met a drama teacher by the name of 
Bill Chin, um, who literally, I, 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 none of this, uh, without him, I, I doubt I'd be where I am uh, today. He just introduced me to the world of acting, showed me what acting really was, and showed me that maybe there was a, a, a spot in there for me. So um, uh, I played a lot of sports in high school, but wound up more and more being in the drama room and doing plays. Uh, I auditioned for uh, a theater school back then. There was, there was, uh, there was schools you wanted to go to, but there was either the National Theater School in Montreal or there was the BFA acting program uh, at the University of Alberta. And uh, I was fortunate enough to get into the to the University of Alberta to the U of A, and um, yeah, it just I it was a four year program. Got my bachelor's, got out, uh, and with the exception of a six month long bouncing gig at a nightclub downtown. <laughs> um, I haven't had uh, I haven't had to be anything other than an actor for my whole career. Nice, nice. Mm. So awesome. So, who are some of your uh, biggest influences getting into acting? Oh man! Um, oh wow! That's like a what's your favorite movie question? Um, all the names <laughs> sort of all the names sort of leave uh at uh once once you start thinking about it i mean I'll, I'll tell you the one i'll tell you the one person who who changed my life who had the biggest influence on me and who i owe my whole career in los angeles to uh is a fellow by the name of gandy uh, gary sandy who was andy travis on a sitcom called wkrp in cincinnati back in the day hmm. and uh i had done uh, I did a show with him up in Canada, and uh, and we were friendly with each other. Got we hung out uh, a little bit, uh, but the show ended. He wound up going back to L to L.A. Uh, I was in Canada doing other things, and uh, I was touring with the stage show of the Rocky Horror Show, and. Uh, we were actually in in Edmonton. We were supposed to go to Toronto, and then I believe the theater in Toronto had a water main break or something, and the theater got wiped out. Uh, so we, all of us that thought we had months more of work, uh, were suddenly unemployed. We found that the show closed on a Sunday. I think, if I remember right, we found out on a Friday. Uh, so we finished out the weekend. Uh, I got up Monday morning, the phone rings, I get on the phone and it's Gary Sandy. Oh, wow. I said, so what, what, what's up? And he said, well, he says, I'm here in Los Angeles. He says, I'm doing the play that we did up there. He says, the guy that got your role just got fired. Um, I told him, I told him that, you know, the show, I told him, you're an American citizen. He says, would you want to come down and do a show in LA for a few months? I said, well, turns out as of 12 hours ago, I'm unemployed. I said, so yes. I said, of course. Um, 
And he said, fantastic. He got me on the line with the producers. And that afternoon, uh, I was on a plane to Los Angeles. And that was, that was the door that opened that pretty much dictated where the rest of my career was going to go. Nice. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So as you mentioned in the introduction, you mentioned the Incredible Hulk Returns. Uh, for those who don't know, he played the Marvel superhero Thor in the Incredible Hulk Returns. What was it like working on that movie? Um, it was fantastic. It, it was my first, uh, I mean, it was my first real Hollywood job. And uh, I was, I was just, I was super green to the whole thing, no pun intended. Um, uh, and so I was like, I was this young kid and intimidated and excited and everything all at once. And, uh, and just got, just got thrown into it. Um, everybody on that show was fantastic and warm and, and welcoming. Lou was great. Uh, Bill Bixby was exactly, he was everything you hoped Bill Bixby would be. Um, just really the, one of the greatest, warmest human beings I've ever met. And the whole feel on that set you know, trickled down from him through everybody. So it was a, it was just a great, it was really the greatest way to get my, my feet wet um, in this town. And, you know, uh, got to be a superhero. I, you know, I had grown up watching, uh, watching the Incredible Hulk. So it was just, uh, you know, suddenly there are moments in your life where you suddenly realize, holy cow, I'm, I'm like, I'm here. Right. Of course. And that was one of those moments. So that's my, that's my really tiny, small little sliver of the, uh, MC universe, MCU, yeah. uh, pie. So, uh, yeah. So that was, you know, back in the day before CGI and, uh, abs. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. So you also worked on the movie Robin Hood Men in Tights, playing the role of Little John. What was what was that like to work on that? Oh my God, we called that we called that shoot we called that shoot Camp Brooks. Um, that movie was uh, that movie was just great in in so many ways. Um, uh, and it's probably oh, so many stories from that show. There are, uh, I met really my, uh, uh, I met one of my best friends uh, in my life on that shoot, Matthew Peretta, who played uh, Will Scarlett O'Hara in that. And you just, you got to hang out at Video Village and just listen to Mel tell stories every day. We actually, we called it Camp Brooks. We were shooting out in the Antelope Valley. And so we would head out there every morning and you'd spend the day riding horses, telling jokes, shooting arrows. Dave Chappelle was on that. Dave kept, Dave, it was just a running monologue from the time you got on set till the time they called the final cut. Uh, just so many uh, great people and faces and, and everybody. 
uh, came to that set to visit from Sid Caesar to uh, Kevin Costner to everybody uh, just showed up. So it was, um, uh, again, it was, it's really, it's just one of those, it's one of those life experiences that I will carry with me uh, forever. Uh, oh, terrific moving on to some of your earlier series roles you starred in a sitcom called the Hewleys, which aired on abc and a former network called upn which is no longer yep. a thing by the way yeah <laughs> what, what was it like working on that show <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I mean, it was D.L. Hughley's show and he was, uh, he was just one of the greatest bosses ever. Um, it was, uh, uh again, uh, everybody on that show was just so much fun to work with. And it was, look, sitcoms are hands down the greatest job in television. It's just it's besides the fact that it's reasonable hours um it's the closest thing you'll ever get to doing theater in this town so you get to rehearse uh and then you get to shoot in front of a live audience you get to shoot everything pretty much in order um it, it's really it's the greatest job in in television and thank goodness for sitcoms because that was that was most of my career hmm. nice nice now on to uh good luck charlie what was the audition process like for that show um that was a that was a role i never thought i would get honestly i didn't think i didn't think there was any chance in heck that i would ever be a uh, that i would ever be a disney dad uh, but I got the call. I went in and and read, and I I, I made the comment uh, once I got the scene and once I got in the room with everybody. I made the comment. I said, I, I said I got to tell you everything I'm saying in this scene. I just said to my kids this morning. Um, so the uh, so the 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 it, it, the whole character dialogue situation everything uh was really natural and uh, i had a lot of fun in the room uh everybody laughed it was sort of a great experience uh left and then nothing for a good couple of months um and i had long forgotten about the show uh you know i didn't hear anything you know within that first week after auditioning so i was like okay well that's that's gone uh, and then like two months later, they're, they're, they're bringing me back in. And by this point, they had sort of narrowed everybody down and they were doing chemistry reads with people and, uh, and, uh, and the show just, the show just came together. Um, really, uh, really one of just, again, it's another one of those sort of best experiences uh, in this town. I, I, my big joke was, and I keep telling people this, is that I would leave my family in the morning and then I would go to my family on set. Um, it was just that comfortable. I would make, I would make lunches for everybody. Uh, the boys and I are still really close. Bradley and I hang out quite a bit. And, oh, yes. Uh... And, cook and and do all that 
Jason is a regular at our poker games and we, so, you know, you, you, you stick around this business long enough. I've, I've collected a lot of uh, TV wives and TV children. Uh, <laughs> most of which you, you know, most of which you're still friendly with when you bump into each other, but you don't really stay in touch. But the, 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 the boys and I have, and I've always kind of, uh, I've always kind of treasured that because because uh, I love those kids. I love those kids to death. Well, hardly kids anymore. Uh, no, yeah, Bradley, yeah. Bradley's in his early twenties and is now you know now looking like he's ready for you know young leading man roles. So and the little twit can outdrive me on a golf course, which really upsets me to my core. But. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen, I've seen, I don't know if you've seen like uh, the podcast that he does with uh, Jake Short. I've, uh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they talk a lot about golf and stuff. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the two of them golf quite a bit. And they had, Bradley was just getting into it. Uh, he was just starting to golf when him and I, and I hadn't golfed for years. The crew that I had golfed with, just everybody, just everything just kind of dissipated and, uh, I tried to get my daughter into it. That didn't work. And, and, and so uh, I, I didn't golf for the longest time. And then suddenly Bradley was like, well, we should golf. <laughs> so when Bradley and I started, I was giving him strokes and my game was actually pretty good. And for some reason, the graph just went this way or his game went up this way. My game went down this way and we passed somewhere in the middle. And now that little twit is giving me strokes and, <laughs> uh, and, and, and constantly out driving me. He's so much, the, the, he's half my size and he constantly out drives me, uh, which is just frustrating to a degree that I can't begin to tell you. So uh, I've started taking lessons again, and it's we're we're on a we're on a goal to to get back the crown and and beat him. <laughs> yeah, and, and did you know you know good like Charlie would become one of Disney Channel's you know most popular series? I think we were. I I think we always knew we had. I mean, I loved that pilot. Like I just loved the show, and it's not. The thing that was different about our show and that what I loved about it was that it was a, it was it was a real family show like it wasn't it wasn't aimed at, you know, a younger group of kids. It was right. Uh, you know, we were we were we were a show that the whole family could watch together. And I think, well, no, I know that's the reason for the success it, it had was. Um, you know, when, when we did, you know, like every series we had, we had a mix of, I call them, you know, banana peel episodes where we're bowling Santa's over with big snowballs and stuff. <laughs> but, but, but the, the stuff that was written, that was really about family. Uh, like we have a treehouse episode. We have oh, yeah. driver's license. We, all that stuff was, I always thought that stuff was just on point. And I thought those were the stories that connected with everybody. And when I would meet people, and when I still meet 
people today. I have as much to talk about with the parents as I do with the kids. And so I think that's the, you know, that's, I, I think that's what made that show the hit that it was and gave it its staying power. You know, I think we're probably like on our third generation of kids already. And they're, you know, everybody, everybody's picking up that show. I mean, we, we came down in 2012. So we were, we were down officially 10 years last year. So it, I mean, it's crazy because it doesn't feel like that length of time, but, uh, but, you know, you look at, you look at the ages of the kids that, that recognize you and you realize that it's, you know, we're going through generations of families. So I know, I know it's crazy because I was nine when the show premiered and I'm 22 now. So it's crazy. Like how much time has passed. Right. Yeah. I I mean, it's, you know, we've all certainly gotten older. I got, you know, I still look at the kids the same way. Well, Jason turned 21 when we were doing that show. Uh, So, you know, Jason's in his thirties now, Jason, you know, it's just, it's crazy because I still see them as teenagers, you know, (laughs) Bradley, especially who was what, like 11, I think when we started that show. Wow. And, you know, now him and I are going to happy hours. So it's, uh, it's quite, it's, it's quite a, uh, it's quite a difference and it's great. It's actually, it's really great watching them become Bradley has become Bradley has really developed into this, uh, in, into this great, uh, into a really good, really solid, um, actor. Uh, and he's got great story sense. He's just, it's, it's, it's quite, it's, it's an amazing thing watching your kids grow up. If you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So now in the show, one of the things your character is most known for is of course, owning the pest control company, Bob's Bugs Be Gone. What was yeah. it like getting to do uh, those scenes? Uh, you know, Bob took a beating uh during that show uh oh yes i was either wet or covered in mud or covered in dust or you know taking a shot to the head or you know rolling i actually that on that pilot episode uh i actually i actually did to myself what the character does in the show and i wound up bruising my coccyx because I went down the, uh, the stairs, so we yeah. Started, we started, you know, there's there's this whole thing about going down the stairs, and they had a stunt guy there, and um, and it was just the cameras were just too close. And then when I saw what they wanted them to do, and I, you know, I do stuff. I'm physical as well, and uh, I, you know, I I taught a lot of you know combat workshops, and I teach fencing, and I do all that stuff. And I'm like, well, I can do that and so i sort of showed myself going down the stairs well it's not just one take it's it's a bunch of takes and what i didn't realize well what i wasn't paying attention to was going down the stairs was fine what happened was when you hit the floor at the bottom it went flat so what it did was i bounced all the way down the stairs which i had control of and was great but when i hit the floor it threw my legs out and I came down 
on my backside, right on the lower edge of the of the step. And I I was messed up for a good couple of weeks, just had oh. a hard time getting in and out of oh, uh, wow. getting in and out of chairs. Uh, oh, but we man. did have uh, we had uh, we had like some bug scenes which didn't. Uh, I'm really good with insects. I'm just not good with spiders. Uh-uh. Uh, and uh-uh. so we had a. Uh, we had a we had a scene where I had to uh, in a classroom where I had to hold bugs for the kids and stuff. Oh yeah, they were asking me what I was comfortable for, with, and uh, I went. I just no flipping spiders, no tarantulas, no. <laughs> I I said I just I you will never get the shot because you're going to be rushing me to the hospital for a heart attack. And and. They came out with this huge black scorpion with this huge tail that oh gosh. Actually, <laughs> honest, I was the only one on set who was fine with it. I said, as long as it's, you know, as long as it doesn't have eight legs and is looking at me with 16 eyes, I don't I honestly don't care. So the so the scorpion, the scorpion was fine. I didn't have a problem with that. But um uh yeah but other other than other than that it was always yeah getting you know trapped under houses and having things explode in my face and everything (laughs) else Hmm. so overall are there any good luck charlie episodes that stick out as some of your favorites yeah the ones that i the ones that i mentioned actually the one uh the one where bridget gets her driver's license was uh like uh, all the emotions you see in that scene are absolutely genuine Uh, absolutely because i was i i already had daughters i already had daughters by that point and they had uh and uh what was interesting about that show was I thought I had prepared myself for every contingency with my kids. And then when I read that scene, I realized I was not prepared for that at all. And it was ridiculously emotional, uh, embarrassing on the table read because I never read, I never read the scripts before. Like every, like every Monday we would have a table read of the script so the writers could hear it and then uh you know make any changes before we got into uh rehearsal and i never read the script in advance because monday it was like a little present i would get every monday morning so i would get to the table read and it would be like this brand new show and i'd be hearing it for the first time and it was just a it was a great it was always a great fun little experience well so that show comes along and uh, and I'm I'm reading this, and we get to the Bridget scene, and I am I am about to burst into tears reading this on on the cold read, and I'm I'm going through the scene, and I'm feeling it coming, and I'm just trying to just trying to get through it, um, uh, without embarrassing myself at the table. And then, uh, and then I just, I, I barely, I barely, I just, I barely got through it and just closed the script and went back to my dressing room and like got control of myself uh, before we started uh, blocking and doing, uh, and doing rehearsals of it. 
so that that is out of everything that we did, that's the one show that stands out. The other uh, the other one that I keep going back to is the treehouse episode. Oh where yeah, Gabney wants the tree cut yes. down, which means we have to get rid of the treehouse, which means the kids are up in there and they're suddenly going after you know they're suddenly remembering growing up in the treehouse and you know all the rest of that, and that was real solid family stuff and that was that was like i i you know I, I would have to think most families uh could connect to those feelings and those uh stories so i mean those certainly those two uh off the top of my head and then other ones were just silly where we got i mean i have memories of them because it took so long to shoot them that we just got there's the one where we go to hawaii and we were doing one of these hotel room scenes and it was just getting super late and everybody was just punchy and we could not stop laughing could <laughs> not stop laughing could not get through could not get through the scene um but it's just it's one of those moments that just bonds that whole cast together because you're just you're all in the exact same place uh so yeah yeah lots of lots of good memories from that show there's a lot of good ones one of my favorites oh, yes. is i think it's from season two where uh the family tries to potty train charlie right and the and and then like a bunch of things happen and then like the power goes out and so they use Mrs. Dabney's power and then the power goes out again and her power goes out. <laughs> uh, we had, oh man, we had such great guest stars on that show. And I got Shirley Jones got to be my mom. Uh, I mean, oh was, yeah, that's right. Yes. You know, Mrs. Partridge. And, you know, besides the fact, uh, you know, Academy Award winner, uh, just, uh, just an amazing, just an amazing lady. You know, I, it's, it's uh i every once in a while in this business you just you you meet your heroes and you just meet people that you have respected and looked up to for so long uh and then suddenly you're there doing scenes with them and uh it's mm -hmm. that stuff gets to be pretty special uh definitely absolutely so did you have any favorite characters to do scenes with um that uh, yeah again that, that's like what's your favorite movie uh type of character i'll tell you what the last um the the last series i did for amc lodge 49 uh was really one of the best uh really just one of the best things i'd ever been a part of um and it was a that was a collection of of actors that I have I can't begin to tell you uh, the amount of respect I have for them. Uh, and Jim Gavin, who wrote, who created and 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 wrote the show, um, I, it was really, I, you know, if nothing happens for the rest of my career. I can point back to that show and go, at least I did that. Um, it's just one of those shows where everything, writing, acting, everything just came together. 
And uh, I, uh, there wasn't, there wasn't a day that I wasn't anxious to get on set. And even if I wasn't shooting that day, uh, I always loved to pop in and just see what was going on. Just, you know, you get as an actor, every once in a while, you're just given a gift. And that show was, that show was, uh, that show was one of them. Definitely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, in 2011, Good Luck Charlie had its own Disney Channel original movie, or DCOM for short. Good right. Luck Charlie, it's Christmas. What was what was that like getting to work on, I don't know, such, I guess we'd call it an extended episode, I guess? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's um, it was interesting because that was a show that was not written by our guys. It was written. It was written by another group of actors or another group of writers who, you know, were going off their interpretation of the show. So, uh, so it was. It was interesting in the sense that, you know, we weren't on our home turf. We were in Utah. Uh, you know, the 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 home sets were slightly different because now it was a film shoot and not a multicam shoot. Um, I, I we had we had a we had a I mean we had a blast. I had an absolute blast in uh, in 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 Utah. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it, it was, it just, it really did feel like its own separate thing. You know, it, it, it didn't, it didn't really feel tied into the show in the same way that, uh, you know, in the same way that, uh, that, that all the episodes and stuff were, I mean, it was still, I mean, it was still super fun to work on. I, I think I still have the bruises from all the, paintball games we played because uh, the boys and I the boys and I went and played paintball which was just you know that was before I started getting in shape and even then I was like a you know I'm I'm this lumbering 260 pound target and then you've got Jason running around like a gazelle who I swear to god it's like trying to shoot at a at a piece of paper sideways to try and nail him <laughs> And then, uh, and then Bradley and I were teamed up against Jason and somebody else and Bradley's gun went off and he shot me all up my backside and up my oh. back. Oh, I, uh, it was just, I, I literally, we had that whole shoot. I would, you know, I would be back in the hotel taking a shower and there were just, there were welts everywhere i got shot in the back of the ear and it split the back of my head open and i was bleeding and uh it was uh, i mean super fun but <laughs> wow like just a, a ton of battle scars <laughs> coming back from that movie oh wow yeah so um can you talk about your last day filming the show and the overall feeling that the show was about yeah, to know coming was, to an end that was tough because that show could have gone on 
you know, Disney has Disney has a, just a certain number of shows that they a certain number of shows that they shoot, and that's sort of it, you know. And then they're on to the yeah. next show and the next show. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one of those shows. Honestly, we could that show could have aired like on ABC Friday nights, and we would have that show would have been like Family Ties. That that show could have run as long as everybody wanted to go. So it was, um, it it was it was a, it was weird because it just the you know the the decision to end it felt a little arbitrary, you know. It just didn't feel mm-hmm. like it didn't feel like it had come to its natural conclusion, um, and and so that was weird. And then of course it's like saying goodbye to that house and that character and uh those stories and in your family basically and yeah. mm-hmm. your family and yeah, yeah i mean it was a, it was a super super sad day bridget had um i know bridget had a couple of moments where uh you know we were shooting uh some of the last uh you know some of the last uh camera you know the uh video cam stuff and, you know, she just couldn't do it. She was like, I'm just not ready to do this. So can we do this? You know, can we can we do this later? Um, yeah, just, you know, it's a tough day. And that last shot was really all of us together in the kitchen where we had, you know, pretty much, you know, spent the last four or five years of our life. And right. it was, you know, and the crew and everybody is all around the cameras and stuff. And it's just, it's, uh, it just, felt it was super sad and it it just felt wrong saying goodbye to a show before it's time yeah yeah absolutely mm-hmm. i i also agree that if it would have been on another network i definitely think it would have lasted a few more yeah, years. Uh-huh. yeah. No, we were absolutely we oh, were yes. we were a we were we were a, a full-on family sitcom oh yeah like we, that that show could have run you know that show could have run forever uh R- really could have yeah but of course it's beyond beyond your control so yeah i mean it's 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 disney you know like you said they've only got a certain number of shows you know and then well it's you know it's just it's that's what that's 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 how they they just do those shows in blocks i think partly because they're Uh the kids are growing up you know what i mean the kids watching are growing Uh up and the kids in the show are growing up but what you don't realize is that, yeah, but that's part of it. And you still got Mia who's just coming into her own. And, you know, and then, you know, and we had just had a baby at that point. And it's, you, you sort of realize that, you know, once you, once you have your audience, your audience will follow you. And I've always been a little surprised that Disney hasn't um, tried to find another version of that show. Mm. Mm. because i think it was really i i think it was i think it was eye-opening in regards to the kinds of stories you can tell and the kinds of audiences mm-hmm. you can have you know yeah. Yeah. yeah much agreed much agreed so moving on from good luck charlie you've had recurring roles on many other tv series including shows such as mike and molly and yep. guidance can you talk a bit about those uh, Mike and you know uh, again all those uh, all those shows uh, 
guidance was guidance was fun in the sense that you know you suddenly realize um you've grown into like the father roles and the principal roles and suddenly you know suddenly you're the old guy on set and uh there's this whole cream of uh you know of the next generation of actors coming up uh which actually is really fun to watch and it's 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 uh i i found it's actually quite fun to be the veteran on set and to be the guy with the experience and the stories and uh uh it's uh it's fun it's it's fun to it's fun to give back it's fun to you know pass on pass on what you've learned mm -hmm. so uh yeah yeah so it's it's all you know, every every show, every stage that you step on is unique. You know, it's its own. It has its own energy. It has its own life. It has, uh, you know, so uh, you remember you remember different experiences for for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Right. Definitely. So currently, you also worked as an as an acting coach. How did that come into play for you? I've been doing it for I've been doing it for years. I've I've been uh, I it's just I've always throughout the course of my career I've run uh, you know acting workshops, fight workshops. Uh, over the pandemic, uh, you know, I was just doing online classes. All of it just because I wanted to, you know, I had a, I, I, I still have a, uh, I still have students and stuff that I work with from out East and here in LA and, and, and up in Vancouver. And I just did it for the love of doing it. And then uh, a bunch of people got on my case and said, you know, you really sort of need to, you need to develop a, a home for this so that you know people can find you and and come to you and stuff so uh yeah so after you know doing it my whole career i finally created sort of an online home uh for it at uh eric allen kramer coaching.com uh and it's you know <laughs> now with now with zoom and and everything being online you can work with anybody anywhere anytime uh right. and i think that's pretty I, I think that's pretty cool and now certainly everything like as far as being an actor goes uh now you know your auditions have moved from inside the room now to like self-tapes at home so it's uh it's really uh it's a skill and a set of muscles that you really have to work at because it's a it's a wow. it's a whole new ball game now, uh, getting roles. So, yeah. And again, it's like if I can give back, if I can, you know, help young actors or even veteran actors, sort of, you know, just help them find their way a little bit. Then, you know, that's as satisfying as landing a role yourself. Or, you know, and I, I, I've directed a bunch of stuff and I, it, it, I feel like a, I feel like a director again. I feel it's, it's very much the yeah. whole, the whole process 
you know, I like to think of as actors working with actors. It's actors, it's creating a community where everybody is helping each other, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Definitely, definitely. So aside from acting, you are also a, a fight director, which you mentioned a bit earlier. Can you talk a, a bit about kind of what that is and some of the work you've done through that? Yeah, I uh, it, it that was something I I kind of fell into. And, well, not kind of, I did. I did fall into it uh, during theater school because fencing was part of you know what we took and learning how to you know learning how to fight on stage and 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 that sort of thing. And there was we had an instructor again, another huge great influence in my life, a man by the name of Jean Pierre Fournier, who was our who was our swordsman, our fight instructor, our fight master uh, at the University of Alberta. And uh, I just fell in love with it and wound up sort of hanging out in his office and watching him work and that sort of thing. And he uh, basically just kind of took me under his wing. And uh, I was his apprentice, his assistant for some things. And then there wound up being a couple of things he couldn't do that he had me do. And uh, and it just became another part of 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 what I did. Um, so it was uh, it was a lot of stage stuff, some film stuff, a uh, lot of sword work. Taught uh, taught a lot of workshops in uh, uh, just teaching basic fencing as a way into sword play, rapier, dagger, broadsword, uh, quarterstaff, all that stuff um you know and then uh you know you can take you take those skills like into robin hood men in tights and uh you know working with the working with the fight masters on there it's just it's a great uh it's a great world i remember in canada when you know whenever you would run across other people who did it uh, all you wanted to do was share your stuff it was it was like so do you okay you work quarterstaff let blah 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 and uh, and everybody just shared uh, everybody just shared what they what they knew with each other. It was a really great, really fun uh, community. And you know, you get to be the you know you get to be the sword guy. So uh, it's uh, yeah, I, I I don't do it as much uh, anymore, hardly at all anymore. Actually, there's just too many people here that do it in LA. But um, it's always been a uh, it's 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 always been a really big passion of mine. That ah, uh, definitely awesome. So you've also done some directing and writing. Can you talk about your by your directing and writing work? Uh, so I I directed some Charlies and I directed some uh, stage stuff. Um, uh, certainly more stage stuff than, 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 uh, than, uh, TV and film. Um, I kind of like being on the other side of the camera. Uh, I like, I like where it, it puts me, it sort of puts you and it makes you sort of part of the production end of it and the writing end of it. And as well as it sort of puts you in the middle of all the actors. So it's a really, uh, it's a it's it's a really fun place to be. You really feel like you have your hands in all aspects of the of the uh, of the production. Um, and mm -hmm. I think I've always worked well with actors. Again, it goes back to the whole coaching thing. It just I I'm I'm very comfortable uh, 
uh, I'm just very comfortable working with uh, working with actors and and finding finding the story. Um, so that's uh, so that's uh, that's fun. I mean, writing I I haven't done. I'm just I'm too hard on myself uh, as a writer. So writing I'm way too self critical of myself as a writer so I don't write as much as I should uh simply because I'm just I'm I'm I can't get past the 10 the first 10 pages I'm constantly giving myself too many notes instead of just getting it out and uh and, <laughs> and getting it down on paper but we had uh uh you know we we've, we've certainly done theater shows when I first came out here we had a we had an improvised soap opera that ran uh, every week down at uh, the Zephyr Theater here on Melrose in Los Angeles. Um, uh, so yeah, I I, I think it's uh, uh, it, it's something I certainly enjoy doing. I just I need to be uh, far less critical. <laughs> Makes sense to, uh, to get it done. Uh, I am a songwriter now. Officially a songwriter. I had to. Oh, write cool! Wow, nice. Wow. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I had to write a, a uh, I had to write a song for Lodge Forty Nine. Uh, oh, interesting! Oh, wow, which wow. was which was terrifying. Uh, beginning of season <laughs> yeah. two, beginning of season two, they called me up and said, "We just want to give you a heads up that you're going to be singing a song for uh, Talent Night." Um, hmm. And I went, uh, oh, oh, okay. And it was for a specific series of events that happened in the show. And I went, oh, oh, all right. Well, that's not a big deal. I play, you know, I play some guitar and stuff. I said, just have the, you know, when the musical director gets it, just have him send it to me. And there was a huge pause. And they went, yeah, you, you do play guitar. I said, well, yeah. And they said, well, we were kind of hoping maybe you would, uh, maybe you could uh, write something so it could be a little more organic to you. And I said, I, this, you know, I, I am not a musician. I play guitar, but that is not my thing. Um, but I said, look, I, I said, I will give it a go, but have a, have a backup or something handy. And it was uh, it was one of the most terrifying experiences of my life, uh, trying to write that. I, I mean, it was just uh, it was just I lost sleep over it. Um, but uh, but uh, but I, I I did it. They liked it. We recorded it for the show, and now I'm a I'm a published songwriter, so I can actually legitimately put that on. Nice, because I get awesome. royalty checks. That's for really it. cool. Uh, so yeah. Well, congrats wow, to you. It's, yeah, it's really cool. I'm one in a row. One song in a row. <laughs> a library of one. <laughs> a library of one. Yeah. One in a row. The greatest, my like... greatest hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't even have a B-side for the record. No. <laughs> no, right, yeah. No. It can only go up from here, too. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe so now what would you like to say to those who are watching or listening who have supported the projects you've worked on over the years no i mean it's just it's nice that it's a great feeling to know 
what am I trying to say? Look, I, I've always loved being an actor. I've always loved telling stories. I've always felt that being an actor was actually an important job, you know, because we tell the stories that allow us to look at ourselves. We're the, you know, we carry the history. We're the, we're the culture, you know, we're society. We're how we look at ourselves. Um, and I think to do stuff like that, well, is really hard. And so when you, uh, even if it's just being able to make people laugh or make people think or touch them in some way, or you get a, you get a story back about, you know, how, you know, I just had the same conversation with, with my kid or, or my daughter, or, and you realize that, um, you know, you realize that you're, you're, sometimes you're not just entertaining people, which by the way is fine, uh, but you're also, you're also making them realize something about themselves, seeing a part of themselves and what's going on, being able to understand, you know, where we are as a, as a community, as a, as a nation of people. Um, it, I, I know that sounds really like maybe I'm overstating it, but I think it's, I, I, I think it's true. I think it's, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, we're, we're storytelling in the same way that stories have been handed down through generations of, of people and families before we, they were able to actually record and, and, and get this stuff down. So, um, so yeah, so to realize that in some way that you've made people happy or got them to see something a different way or, um, or reaffirm feelings they already had, it's, uh, it's really, um, it's a, it's a, it's a really nice feeling. Um, and certainly like with the, like with the Charlie fans, like that's an experience like if you guys hadn't watched that show, if you guys hadn't had the Duncans in your home, I would never have had that experience. So actually, I'm uh, I'm incredibly grateful. And wow. uh, and the first one of the first things out of my mouth, like I'm saying to you guys, is like thank you so much for watching that show, and for being a part of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, pleasure. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely been a huge part of my life. Um, yep. While watching watching all oh, those yeah. shows has definitely helped me through a lot of time like tricky times and i'm actually currently binge watching the show on disney plus oh there you go yeah nice That's currently on the, currently show. on the second season nice. in fact actually the last episode i watched while binge watching was that potty training one <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> wow that's really? kind of where i'm at right. right now with binge watching it right <laughs> yeah so funny you get reminded of uh you just get reminded of stuff and you were like oh right we did that yeah <laughs> it's, it's yeah. I, I mean yeah. there, there are clips that'll pop up on youtube sometimes or somebody somebody will send me something and i just have absolutely no clue of filming it like no memory of it mm -hmm. Like I look at it and I, I, I mean, I remember it from a sense of, oh yeah, we did this, but it doesn't, there's something about it seems very removed. Mm -hmm. um, and I, 
and and then you know i go and then there are other scenes that i remember like it was you know like it was yesterday mm. so. that makes sense because the show had almost had almost 100 episodes i think it was in somewhere in the 90s for how many episodes? episodes exactly that's what they cut us off at oh wow 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 mm. definitely so before we get to this last question here that we usually ask, if people would like to connect with you, where can people find you? Oh, my goodness. You know what? They can, you know, uh, they can find me on Instagram. They can find me on Twitter. I've just ventured into TikTok. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure if that's the place for me, but uh, I have an account there uh but yeah uh just any any kind of social media again uh now i have this coaching website where people can get a hold of me at ericallenkramercoaching.com um uh so yeah i mean it's uh, all it takes is one google search to uh <laughs> to find me to find me somewhere <laughs> I mean, it's pretty pretty we're pretty spread out over the internet i've discovered yeah <laughs> mm, yeah and your social media and everything will be in the description down below so people people can follow your connect yep yes. so this so this last per this last question that jakey's going to ask is a question we usually say for the very end that we ask to all of our guests go ahead jakey okay. yes so of course this podcast is called jake's happy massage show hey look at that Yes. So, in your own words, when you think of nostalgia, what do you think of, or how would you de define the word nostalgia? Nostalgia? My career <laughs> is nostalgia. Um, just go back to the Incredible Hulk Returns. You can't get any more nostalgic than that. <laughs> is uh, <laughs> that is absolutely that is a throwback to that is a throwback to early television my friend um <laughs> i you know i swear it's you know it was back in the days when we had stuntmen jumping off buildings uh <laughs> instead of instead of uh instead of all this cgi action uh oh gosh, yeah. man i sound like an old man we did it back in the day we did it ourselves <laughs> we hung from helicopters we did all that had to walk a hundred miles in the snow to get to school. <laughs> I heard that one. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, oh my goodness. I mean, just look at how everything has changed, even just in the last couple of years. I mean, now we're dealing with, with AI, with, I remember when Jurassic Park came out, that was, nobody ever saw that on the screen before. That kind right. of, uh, you know, that kind of visual, um, uh, boy, my, my, my buddy and I were just talking about my, uh, my buddy and I were just talking about uh, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which was this martial arts movie that came out uh, back in, back in the day that changed the way that we saw action movies. Um uh, everything is everything is changing so rapidly now uh that i yeah a lot of the stuff uh a lot of the uh, i i i do i think i get a little nostalgic for the way that we used to do things i certainly get nostalgic for oh, yeah. sitcoms that seems to be a bit oh, of yeah. art right mm -hmm, now mm -hmm. um Definitely. 
Yeah, I get, I get, I, I, I get nostalgic for the way we used to tell stories. I get nostalgic for the way that we used to take our time and tell stories. I mean, this really sounds like an old man talking, but it's true. Everything is just like this and short sound bites and, uh, and like nonstop action. It's like, if you go back and you look at some of the great movies, like, like, like cool hand Luke and the Godfather. And, and I mean, just like the great movies of, of cinema past. Um, and just sort of watch how they tell stories back then compared to how the stories are told now. I, it's, uh, right. it, it's, a, it's a pretty amazing, it's a pretty amazing evolution. Uh, and uh, it's, it's, re it's really easy to sort of look at that time and go, uh, oh, you know, slow, nothing happens. But it's, you're, you're coming from an attitude of what you're used to now, as opposed to you know, what, what the stories were, what the stories were back then. So, uh, and by the way, none of it's bad, you know, it's just, it's just different. And there's so, you know, with streaming, like everything that you have access to from, uh, you know, from content creators to streaming services to, uh, you know, you can watch full on movies on your phone. Like you, there you have, it's very interesting living in an age where you have access to everything all the flipping time. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, it's now suddenly it's nostalgic to think that you have to wait a week to get, <laughs> to get another episode of your favorite show, you know? Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, we've we've sort of we've come to this uh, part in our lives where everything's on demand, and like I say, a lot of it's really exciting. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. So, so uh, yeah, if I had to, if I if going back to the original question, I would say yeah, I I, I would say sort of where we came from. And by the way, I was back. So yeah, like nostalgia comes in generations, right? So it's yeah, like yeah. When I was on the set of Men in Hood, uh, Men in Tights. You know, we were the generation coming up, and so when we would listen to Mel tell stories, we would call that old Hollywood, and we would sit and we would talk in our trailers about how that was a time that we would never see again. You know, from the from the from the from the way of how studios used to be to where we were now. And, you know, now with the generation coming up with the kids I work with and lecture to and do Q&A's with it's again, it's a whole different. It's a it's a whole different climate. It's a whole different way of doing what we do. Uh, definitely great. Absolutely. Well, Eric, thank you so much for taking awesome. the time to do this. This is really fun. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you very guys. much. And, and thank, thank you for, you. for what you've done to be a part of our lives and keep up the great yeah. work and can can learn what was next for you. And you know, all right, thanks so much. It's been a part of our right. lives for so long. Of course. Yeah. Thanks, Eric. Enjoy the rest right. of your day. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. See Eric. See ya. Bye. See ya. It's goodbye from us as well. Yes, indeed. Yes, yes, indeed. Was, yes. Gosh, that oh, was a blast. That was yes. so fun. That really was. Uh, uh, can't, can't believe it. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah it, it, good, but really, Good Luck Charlie is a great show. I think it kind of brought really back is. that kind of classic Disney Channel vibe with having mm-hmm. a show yeah. that wasn't all about all focus around teens. Like it was a good family show. Because you have right. earlier uh-huh. shows like Even Stevens, Lizzie McGuire, That's So Raven that are very good family shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even, even just the, uh, just the family show itself like full house and that kind of thing yeah yeah brought right. that back too so mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. love good luck charlie definitely a show that all of us well at least the three of us grew up with maybe you did too yeah. but yes absolutely but it's goodbye from us as well we absolutely enjoyed our time with eric allen kramer and as always what yes. do we say jake keep nostalgia alive can i for for future episodes come and and see you next time more so Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another wonderful Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show interview. Be sure to follow Jake and the crew on social media and stream the show wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And as always, remember to keep nostalgia alive. Bye-bye.